0: Welcome to our new format Cloud Industry Forum presents TWF with the help of our friends at uh, Disruptive Live here. Um, We've moved our new section to our Cloud Industry Forum blog. And so this is our new style video podcast where we're gonna interview uh, a guest each week. I'm David Terra, I'm the CEO of the Cloud Industry Forum which is a a not-for-profit trade body um, that champions and helps accelerate the adoption of cloud technology and services. If you wanna find out more about us, we're at cloudindustryforum.org. I'm at DT on X. I'm David underscore Terra on threads. Um, you can find me on LinkedIn. My guest today is the founder of a Cloud Industry Forum member called Escrow London. Uh, we'll be talking about uh, software escrow and data and cybersecurity and malware and legal stuff and, and the cloud software landscape. So, Evan Lever, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you very much.
0: Um, can you introduce yourself and your company?
1: Okay, so I'm Evan Lever. I grew up in um, Australia Um, and now live in London. Escrow London is my baby, set it up in 2015. And what Escrow London is, it's a software escrow company. So traditionally, software escrow was the storage of source codes in trust. So if something would happen to a software developer, then user would be able to access that code in the unlikely event of a bankruptcy or something like that. Obviously, a lot has moved on in the cloud world. And that essentially is our business today, really focused on the cloud and providing continuity solutions in the cloud should something happen to a software vendor.
0: No, That's all fascinating. But tell me, um, tell me a bit more about your background and what triggered you to start this, Grow London?
1: Okay, so as I said, I, I was in Australia. I was yep. a little bit bored at the age of 24. And I thought I'd move over to Israel. It was a big high-tech scene at the time. Yeah. And together with my business partner, Anthony, who's also a business partner in Escrow London, we set up Data Bank, which was an offsite data storage company where we'd store backup tapes underground in a vault. And it was a DRP service. And we grew that business over a period of 15 years, eventually becoming the largest data storage company in Israel. Um, And we sold that business in 2014 and decided to move over to the UK with, with my family. And what I could see in the landscape, more and more enterprise companies were adopting cloud hosted or SaaS hosted solutions. And what they would ultimately need as they gain more confidence in the cloud is continuity solutions should something happen to the software vendor. So out of that, Escrow London was, was born. Um, very much in a focus of making life as easy as possible for the software vendor. So we automate as much as possible. For example, we take code deposits directly from the Git repos of the software developer. Yeah. In the old days, organizations were burning the code to disk and sending it in the mail. Yep. Obviously, a lot has happened. So we're very much in the forefront of innovation within this industry.
0: Fascinating, because I, I mean, uh, if you turn the clock back to before the cloud time, and and you've got you know everyone had you know, servers that they managed or a data center that they managed, and and back then, um, you know, putting your software in escrow was just part of the of, of the procedure in the process, and and now we've got to the software as a service cloud area. I, I kind of hear a lot less talked about it. Why is that?
1: Okay, so it's an it's an interesting aspect, yeah. And what we see now is organizations are waking up and asking those questions, yeah. because it's a logical question. Yeah. Now, companies like end users may adopt a SaaS hosted solution and think, ah. Yeah. Oh, they take care of everything, they're taking care of the backup, the DR, don't have to worry about anything, exactly. except for the situation yeah. where that software vendor is no longer around. Yeah. And that's when it becomes far worse than if you had your, your systems locally hosted, yeah. because not only do you lose access to the system, you lose access to your data and everything else because it was all cloud hosted. Yes. So now more and more organizations are asking these questions, yeah. especially in the financial sector, banking sector,
0: yeah.
1: um, where there are regulations yeah. Yeah. around compliance. Yeah. Um, To have a a proper exit strategy, should something happen to a third-party critical supplier?
0: So, so pretty much every organisation should have this sort of thing as 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 part of their um, um, managing of risk and 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 part of what they do.
1: Sure. Well, if software is critical to them, which obviously it would be, these days it it would be. And it could be. We had a very interesting conversation with um, a very large bank um, a couple of days ago. And for them, for example, the access controls to the building is not so critical because they could visually identify like ID labels of of employees coming in. However, critical banking applications are now shifting to the cloud because of the innovation and wanting to adopt the forefront of technology. But they're asking this question, how do we deal with complying with the regulations, having a proper stress to exit um, strategy, and being able to adopt these solutions so that's what we do. We're there to consult with them and come up with solutions that would provide them with continuity um, and tested continuity that if something happens to the software vendor, they can continue operations.
0: Uh, and I know that obviously you've got relationships with the big cloud, cloud vendors like you know, AWS and Google and, and Azure. Uh, what about the, the others? That in, you, you cover all of them, yeah?
1: So ultimately, we can cover anything that's yeah. that's hosted, and we we use different methodologies. Yeah. However, what we see today is it's probably eighty five percent AWS, ten percent Microsoft Azure, and five percent GCP, with a tiny double of, of the other providers, and that's essentially what we are seeing.
0: Interesting. Interesting. That's, that's fascinating. Now, I, I see you published um, some research, uh, you know, related to this about. Business insolvencies and, and and obviously that you know you, you, this, as you mentioned earlier on, part of the problem here is you know your software provider goes bust. What do you do? Okay, I mean, t- tell me b- no, oh, yeah, sorry. So so, 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 I mean, yeah. So, so, tell me a bit more about about that and and how prevalent it is.
1: Okay, so it's more prevalent than you would imagine. Yeah, and as we see at the current market situation. Yeah funding for software companies or startups is diminishing. It's very, very hard for um, startups to get funding today. And when that dries up, companies go bust or blow out. So we are seeing, we are personally seeing a lot of it. And then the statistics show for themselves. So figures I got from the insolvency service, um, Q3 this year compared to Q3 last year, there's a 34% increase of software companies and IT service companies going bust. So there's obviously a trajectory, and that trajectory is going upwards. So it is obviously of concern. And what we're also seeing in that front is where finance is available. So let's say a software company is getting a bridge loan or some sort of finance from a VC or private equity. What we are seeing is those funding organizations are demanding escrow where the software company needs to put the IPS collateral, which was fairly rare before but we're seeing a more prominent now because they're saying, well, there's obviously higher risk. So we need your IP as, as collateral, put it in escrow. In escrow.
0: Excellent, interesting. Now, uh, you told us the story about how you moved, moved from Israel up to the UK and started Escrow London here, but you're going global and you've got other offices now. What, what, uh, tell, tell us a bit about that development in the business.
1: OK, so when we set up Escrow London, we could see huge international opportunity. And what I like about this business as my other businesses I've got involved with, is they're boring. <laughs> right? But they serve a very important purpose. Yeah. Boring but what it but means is yeah. you don't have a huge amount of competition in the marketplace. Yeah. And therefore you can you can thrive yeah. um, in what you do if you do it well. Yeah. So we set up Escrow London headquartered here in London. Yeah. We've got a separate US entity in North America out of Atlanta. Okay. And good. for us that was important because Often when you're dealing with U.S. companies, yeah. they want U.S. presence, U.S. insurance, yes. U.S. agreements, U.S. people. Absolutely. So we said, let's set up a, an area over there, huge opportunities in the U.S. Yeah. It's a much easier market to work in. Yes. The um, life cycle, sales cycle is a lot shorter. Yeah. For whatever reasons, agreements are less negotiated. Mm-hmm. They often accept like your standard T's and C's as opposed to like pulling the agreement completely apart.
0: Which happens a lot over here. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> And there's a huge amount of, of software companies and large organizations. So that's been a great move for us. And that yeah. business is growing really nicely. Yeah. And then maybe it's a personal thing. Um, we wanted to set up an office in Sydney. Because you came from Sydney. Because came, from, came from Sydney. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we've got a growing market over there because ultimately it's a maturing market. Yeah. And um, more and more organizations, they're asking that question, what happens if our software supply or cloud supply goes bust how do you deal with that when we actually deal in australia with a lot of government departments because they're keen to adopt cloud yeah. um, specifically microsoft azure in australia um, and they need these solutions excellent
0: now, now obviously you're kind of sticking to english-speaking markets the markets there which is kind of obviously that's where you're going to start any plans to move into other other territories with uh, with different languages involved
1: Well, from those territories, we service um, the rest of the world, basically. And we're essentially global, so dealing with a lot of contracts in Germany. We have a strong presence in in the Scandinavian countries. Cool. So Norway, Finland, Sweden, um, we're very strong there. And then also the Middle East is growing in terms of Saudi. They're keen users of of escrow and the UAE. So it's quite interesting in terms of that. However, language-wise, English is a global business language and... um, Ultimately, our agreements are in English, and everybody seems to be happy enough to work with those those languages, although we offer various jurisdictions. Very good. Now, I
0: noticed um, that you've got yourselves onto G Cloud and and, and that marketplace. Tell us a bit about how difficult that was. Is is it working for you?
1: So it is a process to um, enroll yourself in G Cloud. You have to prove your credentials, that you're a a suitable supplier, Mm -hmm. you have the right accreditations, like ISO twenty seven hundred and one and things like that. Um, but it makes the procurement process with government departments a lot easier because you've cut through the red tape, they can work, government departments can work with you without going through a whole tender process under yep. a certain value yeah. um, and that's beneficial and actually in New South Wales and Australia we've also um, been certified there in a similar platform okay. so it makes procurements a lot easier.
0: Oh very good, that's very good. Now in 2023 when we're speaking now I can't avoid asking you a question about Gen AI. Okay. Uh, you know, this is the year of generative AI. I mean, it, it was uh, a, year, a year old ChatGPT was launched yesterday, a year ago. Um, how much has that affected your business? Do you do you use it yourself or, or how, what's changed?
1: Okay, so it's an interesting question. I don't know a huge amount yeah. about Gen AI. Yeah. I do personally use it um, with ChatGPT when yeah. I'm coming up with ideas of, Excellent. let me write something. Um, let's try to do, like say, a press release, see what it comes out with. It's yeah. actually pretty good.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's um, what, um, lots of people are telling me the same thing, exactly that.
1: So that's quite quite unique. It's not perfect. So you have to then use it to modify it. Yeah. Um, with my kids in the homework, it's not the best idea. To, you can use it for guidance, but don't hand that in. Yeah. Be smart with it. Yeah. Um, and then from an AI perspective, in terms of the future, yeah, yeah I think there could be a potential in, in coding with AI. Yeah potentially takes away from the creativity side yeah. of things. Yeah. Um, but what I did do is, is, in looking into this, there's an element with regards to copyright law because the gen AI needs to be trained and needs to see code, but what code is being put into there yeah. and therefore is that something subject to copyright laws. Yeah, exactly. So the EU is actually looking into that uh, because potentially it could be a massive problem.
0: Fascinating. Now, we've covered a lot of ground today, uh, and this is almost my last question. Um, if, if, for our audience, you, you were going to sum up um, you know, the two or three things you wanted to, to, them to take away from today's talk, what would they be?
1: Okay. If you're using a critical SaaS-hosted solution, yeah. or any solution for that matter, put it in escrow, because ultimately, who knows what could happen to that um, software vendor. Yeah. Secondly, get it tested. There's absolutely no point in having source code or access credentials or whatever stored um, in escrow if it's not usable. So we very much emphasize that and some of our solutions involve us deploying the environment to our own cloud account that could be used in a trigger event. So we can transfer that over to the the end user, the beneficiary, so they've got real continuity of service. So that must be tested. And the third thing I'd like to to come across, as I said earlier, is way more companies go bust than you would imagine. Yeah, And we just, as I said before, we're just seeing it all the time now. Excellent stuff. So if, if people want to
0: find out more about Escrow London and, and you, Evan, where, where do they go?
1: Okay, so Google Escrow London yep. or Software Escrow. You're going to find us in very high up because yep. we're very strong on, on SEO. Um, escrowlondon.com is our domain. And you can email me, Evan, at Escrowlondon.com, and happy to have a No obligation chat about what we can do for your business.
0: Excellent stuff. Evan, that's been really, really useful. Awesome stuff. Thanks a lot.
1: Awesome. Thank you, David.
0: Um, Well, uh, I hope you enjoyed hearing about Evan's story and uh, learning more about Ascrow London. Um, We'll be back next week um, live at um, uh, 2.30 in the afternoon on Wednesdays. We're moving to Wednesdays from this point on. Um, we want your feedback and suggestions. Uh, maybe you want to be on the sh- a guest on the show. Put something here in the comments at LinkedIn uh, or email us at uh, info at uh, Part of the reason for, for switching to this newer format is so that we syndicate the show. So pretty soon you'll be able to find us on Spotify and Apple too. But uh, I hope to see you next Wednesday. Thanks very much.